welcome to The Thought Podcast. Today, a podcast host, a pastor, and an athlete walk into a juice bar, and the host asks, why do you live your life around running about in fields? As usual, it's not actually a bar. It's not even a juice bar. It's my kitchen, but it contains a variety of fruits and some good company, so it's close enough, and it's a good deal cheaper. Welcome to The Thought Juice Bar. I'm afraid you'll have to buy your own drink. Welcome to the Thought Juice Bar. This month we're mixing it up. Get it? Mixing it up like juice. Okay, moving on from Louise Wright's Sun Headlines segment. Uh, We're mixing it up a bit in honour of our guest. This is our Commonwealth Games special episode. We are based in Birmingham and the Commonwealth Games launch here on the 28th of July. So it seemed like a good opportunity for a sports episode. And it does also seem completely impossible to ignore the games. So we may as well embrace them. Absolutely, absolutely. So, I'm Louise, I'll be hosting the podcast, which is becoming something of a habit at this stage. I'm joined by Andy Wadhams, who is also becoming something of a habit for him to sit on my sofa and and chat into a microphone. Yes, hello, hello. Uh, Blessed to be here. Resident now. This is good, isn't it? Resident podcaster. It's great. We're going to set you up a little tent on that sofa so you Mm, can just live there. Yes, Old Testament glory, the Lord will fall as well. So, if you're ready for that... Excellent. Are we ever ready for that? <laughs> Come on. Um, and we are also joined by Cy Paul from Christians in Sport. Hello, Cy. Hello, nice Very to join good. you. I've just realised as you said that, Cy Paul, Cy Paul, disciple. I literally thought you said we're welcoming a disciple from Christians in Sport. But it's well, Cy Paul. The Cy Paul. <laughs> Very good. The one and only. So, um, Cy, we've billed you as an athlete on the uh, title of the episode, which when we were chatting... We couldn't quite work out to describe what you did. How uh, to describe what you did? Yes, certainly. I have to painfully endure describing what I do quite regularly. So I'm a Jew athlete. Now, uh, nothing to do with Judaism. Right. Um, <laughs> instead, think triathlon for people who can't swim. Right. So I run, cycle and run again. Still three legs, but only two disciplines, running and cycling. That's nice. Nice. Yeah, and so when we were chatting and inviting you onto the podcast and explaining what we did, or trying to work out how to bill you, I remember kind of thinking, oh, I don't know how to describe what you do with Christians in sport, and then like you lead a church as well, and that's great, but I'm not billing two pastors, that seems ridiculous. Yeah, I didn't, that's news <laughs> to me right now, here and live, we've done some, listener, we have done some preamble chats and bits of research, well, Lou has. Um, I didn't know you did church. Yeah, I lead a church in Vista. Oh, in Vista? Yep vibes they all wear designer outlet stuff uh no not everyone no they're holy that is the only thing that people know this i know i sorry i jumped straight in there (laughs) you went there yeah i did yeah and she's pastoring a church as well yeah well we'll save that for post podcast unless it comes up (laughs) in podcast i'm gonna have to keep a lid on this yeah yeah. this is just gonna be a little romance going yeah do you get that thing where some annoying people kind of oh no yeah this isn't podcast material sorry maybe it's a different podcast yeah (laughs) uh so there's that um and then, then I just kind of thought, ah, do you actually still compete in anything? And you're like, super mm. cash. Oh, yeah, just, I'm just travelling tomorrow to compete in the World Duathlon Championships. So yeah. it's not even the headline, but just That's the World right. Championships. So can you swim? Um, I can swim. You can swim. You're not going to drown. Um, I don't know if you did this as well. My swimming towel at home. I've got my badges still sewn to it. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. I think I made it to 400 metres. Yeah, it's pretty good. Which, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty well, proud. Of what it. was that last week? Yeah, yeah. Congratulations! <laughs> it's great to be able to celebrate with you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> amazing. So I'm afraid we're going to have to uh, 
expose you to that pain of uh, describing what you actually do as well in your other roles so that we know kind of what you're here for as a whole and not just that one aspect. So who are Christians in Sport and what do you do there? Yeah, so Christians in Sport uh, is a charity. Uh, Christians in Sport mission is to reach the world of sport for Christ. Um, So very simply, we equip Christian sports players to worship as they play their sport as they compete in their sport Mm. and seek to hold out the good news about jesus to sports players involved in competitive and elite sport so i do a bit of all of that all of that (laughs) just all of it amazing um i've forgotten as well to intro actually our third guest today we have uh perry the commonwealth games mascot with us Uh, i wonder if perry would like to say hi Oh my goodness. I didn't realise he could speak. No, this is fantastic. Yeah, I'm afraid that was my voice. Um, viewers might have recognised it. Uh, um, Perry would have much more of a Birmingham twang, surely. Probably. Yeah, do you want to give that a go, Lou? I mean, everyone's now the listeners thinking, oh yeah, Lou should give that a go. Are they really? <laughs> yeah, they, I've just no. had texts in and yeah. everything. Yeah, no? Okay. So I, I think I'll be highly offensive if I attempt to do that. How will we do this in the post now? Perry saying hello. Are you going to do something? Uh, I think I think Chris might have uh, snapped a shot of uh, Perry by the microphone there. It's time for a game. Today we're playing Is It Sport? Uh, this is rigged, by the way. So don't come out of this game. If you win, which you will, thinking you're brilliant at this. This is rigged. I, I am the loser. Resident... Sounds like someone's had some bitter experiences on recent podcasts. Yeah, well, yeah, that's right, exactly. You've got it right. He's a a pastor as well. (laughs) I feel like I always give you fair chances, but... No, yeah, right. Uh, (laughs) So what I'm going to do is give give you three objects. I'll give you 30 seconds to tell me why this object is or isn't intrinsically an item of sports equipment. So the question is, is it sports Sai, I would like you to argue why each thing is intrinsically a piece of sporting equipment. And Andy, I would like you to argue why this item is not a piece, uh, is intrinsically not a piece of sporting equipment. Mm, I think I might have a chance here, actually. I might Mm. have a chance. Well, I've often started with the guests for these games and it seems a little bit unfair. I've got no chance. So I'm going to chuck you in first this time, Andy. Yeah, cheers, thanks. Mm. Yeah. Um, So is it a sport? Is it... Is it sports? Is it sports? The question, is it sports? Okay, all right. Your first item, okay. when you're ready, no, when I, well, when I'm ready, really. Oh, thanks. Is a football. Off you go. <laughs> a football? Yes. And I'm arguing against. Indeed. Oh, well, no. <laughs> Can we do this? He's thinking desperately. Oh, is a football. I mean, yeah, yes. <laughs> the only answer I've got is yes. How can we argue no? How can we argue no? Oh, mm, so sometimes a football, in a specific scenario, I've got 30 seconds, I've wasted loads of them. A specific scenario, This in this scenario, that's it, it's Hands all over. <laughs> that's so hard. I did have something about a pregnant, pretending to be pregnant with a football under your jumper and therefore it's not, but I'm just glad it's over. Mm. Mm. So do you think you can beat that? I'm pretty confident. Listen, I've got points on the board, Si. All right, I've done my bit, so it's all on you now. You've got to deliver right now. 30 seconds. Pressured moment. (laughs) 30 seconds on why a football is a piece of sporting equipment. Off you go. 
a football is a piece of sporting equipment simply because it is an item that is solely produced for the purpose of playing sport. It was first used, as we know, as a pig's bladder. A pig's bladder, you could argue, is not a sporting item. However, football itself produced solely for the purpose of playing sport with. I don't think there's anything to be argued. Fantastic. You, you can forfeit your remaining five seconds. Yeah, very good. And he even touched on where I could have gone with pig's bladder, really. So not only did he do his, he did mine as well. <laughs> and the counter-argument. So yeah, he did. Yeah, very high-achieving over here. Yeah, ouch. Okay. The second item, then. We swap around now. This goes to you first, though. Your item is a rhododendron. You have 30 seconds to tell me why that is a piece of sporting equipment starting now. A rhododendron, I was struggling for a second to even remember what it was, but it is a flower. And a flower is uh, obviously most competitively seen in the art of gardening. Gardening, what you could say is almost the first sport that you see in the Bible. <laughs> it was the, the work, the talent and the, um, the abilities Adam and Eve were given to compete... <laughs> I'm sorry, I hate to interrupt what was becoming a sermon, but your time is up. It's pretty good effort again, <laughs> I've got to say. Right, yeah. right, Andy. Hi. 30 seconds to tell me why a rhododendron is not a piece of sporting equipment. Off you go. Well, the evidence is compelling, really. Um, never once have we seen in any sport, any place, at any time, in any part of history, a rhododendron used in a sports event. In any way, it's not been. We've not turned up to look at people throwing javelin, and someone's turned up with the flower. We've not we've substituted it for a shot put. Badminton is rubbish if you play with that and not the racket. It is a flower. First and foremost, beautiful creation around before most of the sports we know. It's a flower. <laughs> Beauty. Excellent. I enjoyed the creative take side, but I, th- I do think Andy's probably got yeah, that fair one. Fair play, fair play. I think that's. I think I, that's w- although I was getting really excited about where you could. I'm what sport could you put it in? Of using it as a badminton racket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Surely one sport you think actually it could work, but I don't think so. it's not robust enough, is it? And maybe use it as a target for something. Oh, yes. I'm not playing the game. What am I doing? Why am I getting what, involved? Are you winning without playing? <laughs> All right. Item number three. We're back to you, Andy. So what are we are we level? You are level. The decider. All to play for. If I, I mean, I don't know if Sai uh, has ever been in such a competitive environment before. Uh, this is a real moment, a high elite competition. So, sorry, I don't know if you're used I'm to that. Re- I'm getting really nervous. This is yeah. by far the most competitive <laughs> That's a, I've been in. That's what I wanted to hear, really. All and, day. Uh, <laughs> all day. <laughs> Ouch. Fantastic. Right, here we go. Right. What is it? Your high pressure moment. Yeah. Your, your third item is... Okay. This very whistle. Oh. Go. Well, you can argue for both cases, really, but the whistle is absolutely essential for some sports that need a sound, such as starting running. A whistle could be blown for that, and therefore it could be used. Referees use whistles in their matches, and so I think to keep order and structure to sports, we do need the humble whistle. Cool. I feel like you've just you've just given really helped the me out there. <laughs> Why, what am I arguing? You're arguing that it's not a piece oh, of Oh, I missed the plot. I think because I went first, I thought, brilliant. Well, try and beat that then, Si. <laughs> How, can you beat that incredible own goal, Si? <laughs> you were 
30 seconds to come up with I'm genuinely not sure how I win now. <laughs> go on, you got 30 seconds. I'm going to go. I'm going to counter argue and argue against. You might oh, wow. say the whistle is purely a musical item, but I'm going to counter and say that it's actually solely used for competitive and and attention grabbing. If it wasn't so then it would have more than one tone. If it was musical, you'd play on the fact that you'd make sure it had lots of tones to be musical with it. But it's solely for grabbing attention, starting, finishing, stopping. It's all it's all sport. It's all sport. With one second to spare. Right. Nice. So what did we decide after that fierce debate of whether it's... Because um, I know that Cy argued for it, but also I argued for it. So what did we... I think we were arguing about who was arguing for sport. Yeah. yeah. Oh, think... no. It's an embarrassing moment, really. It's a uh, shame on me. It was, it was beautiful. Um, and I'm almost tempted to give Cy two points because both of you convincingly argued that it yeah. was... Uh... Uh, literally. I mean, to come up with one that quickly, but two... Well done, us. Cheers. But Cy gets the points. Absolutely. So that was a the traditional two-one uh, win for the guest. In this case, is Cy. Yes. Normally, if it's two-nil, I get a consolation point. So you know, we get used to this score. Well, that was fun. Let's have a talk then about the question that we're here to ask today, which is, Cy, why do you live your life around running about in fields? Presumably, more roads in your case. But this idea that elite athletes, you put all your focus into throwing balls around or you know running around um so rather than the fitness element why why do you do that why do you get involved at that level mm, great question well it's not it's not a great question everything in me wanted to go oh that's a load of rubbish like i don't just run around How in fields yeah. <laughs> i don't just support people who just run around in fields and then i kind of went through and i was like yeah 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 <laughs> so kind of fair i guess um and the question is, what's the value in sport, isn't it? The, sure. yeah. What's the point? And I guess I go right back to when I started to love sport, and that's exactly what I did. We had a field outside my house when I was uh, in junior school, and I'd literally run around in the field. That's what where I learned to love sport. I was bowling at one stump, and I was kicking a ball around, kicking a rugby ball around, and I grew to love it. Yeah. It was only, and I guess at that age, when you're young, there's no kind of conflict, is there? It's a, you love it mm. and that's a good thing. There's no, is it more important than something else or is it more valuable or does it take precedence over this or that? It was only when I started to get a bit older where there was things like exams and training was on Sundays and there was church and there was all kind of questions mm. of does sport have value itself? Mm. And that's where it kind of started to come alive for me and I was really looking into it. Amazing. So yeah, there's a few approaches to the question really, isn't there? So you've started thinking about sport on an individual level level for the athlete. Then there's the purpose of sport for kind of athletes as a group in general and the purpose of sport for society as well. Mm. Um, but let's go back to what you were talking about because that seems a good place to start. And we'll assume that you're the athlete that you personally know best, probably. Yep. So if we can use you as a bit of a case study... Um, you first got involved in sport just because you enjoyed all of those aspects, running around and you know getting good at aiming balls and stuff. Um, and then that conflict when you started thinking about church and exams and stuff, how did you start to reconcile that? Mm. So I guess the big question that was going around in my head was, does God care about my sport? Mm. Does it have value in God's eyes? And therefore, if it does, then it should have real value for me. 
And that changes my whole outlook on the way I do it, when I do it, how I do it, how I commit to doing it. And it was probably 14, 15 that I really started thinking through it and actually began to see that if the gifts and abilities that I've been given to play sport were from God and the gifts and abilities that we get in all kinds of different areas are given to us for the purpose of giving God glory Mm. and enjoying him, Mm. then that itself put an inherent value on sport that, that I was given to enjoy God, to worship him. And so when I went out and did that, that was a really important thing and a really good thing and something that I should enjoy and yeah. have fun as I did it and and recognise it's a gift from God. And so I think that was a turning point at which I was like, actually, sport itself has value in God's eyes and therefore it really matters what I do with it. Yeah. as, as a, That thought process is really fascinating. Were there people around you who kind of helped you through that phase yeah so it was actually that was probably around the age that I was first got involved with Christians in sport I went on summer camps and I had a number of individuals kind of investing in me as I was kind of looking at what my involvement was in sport maybe longer term and yeah to meet other people that were involved in the world of sport and that were um trusting Jesus and making sport the place where they actively tried to worship God and witness to the truth about Jesus there. I think that was really pivotal for me, yeah. That's amazing. We've <clears throat> chatted to a few people, haven't we? And I think there's parallels with um, the science and faith journey growing up. You know, so if someone's grown up in <clears throat> a house of faith, but they've got all these questions or a natural curiosity or an intelligence in that area, is there an avenue for them to explore that? And, and in the arts as well, how valuable is my acting, my singing, my dancing or whatever to God? And so it's, it's, I had no idea, and that's quite incredible, that you would be going through that and yet there's a whole summer camp devoted and putting value on sport in a Christian context mm. and perhaps even showing you a pathway to many different avenues. Mm. That's just incredible for your faith. Mm. Um, yeah, I haven't got a question. I was just backing it up, really. I just <laughs> yeah. think, yeah, that's amazing. I can see the parallels, though. Yeah, yeah. That's um, great. Yeah. And how, how has that kind of thought pattern evolved now that, especially now you're finding yourself in more of a supporting role as well as the direct competition for yourself? Yeah, so I guess um, earlier on I was thinking to what extent does the gifts and, abil- gifts and abilities I've been given to play kind of affect my almost calling as an athlete mm. in what I do full-time? Now I'd say my calling, what, I, what I'm kind of devoted to in my work full time is more on the support of athletes and, well, essentially it's speaking about Jesus in the different contexts I'm in as a church leader and as essentially a chaplain and supporter to elite athletes. Yeah. And that's more of my focus now than just competing. Yeah. Mm. But I do that as well, alongside. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Um. It was a bit about uh, in uh, a bit earlier. You mentioned about um, people worshiping mm. whilst. So that's obviously a theological journey, not one I've been on because there's been no need for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're clearly not talking about someone turning up for the hundred meters and they've got an acoustic guitar and they're going to lead us a little set and they're going to worship and run. So is this the idea that our expression of what we enjoy brings worship to God? And tell us a bit about that journey. And uh, do you have to encourage? Do, do you see other athletes wrestling with it? Yes, yes, yeah. Um, I think, well, Romans 12 verse 1 talks about 
offering your body mm. as a spiritual act of worship, offering all that you are. And I think we're to read that as the gifts and abilities we've been given. And so mm. just as the artist uses the, their abilities to worship and praise God yeah. and, and use them in light of what they've been given, if the athlete has been given gifts and abilities to play, to race, or whatever it is, then as we do that, in view of what God's done for us in Jesus, we can worship. That That's where we worship. And so that that does, it, it just massively shifts, doesn't it, what yeah. you do when you go out and have a race or you have a match. Yeah. It, it changes existentially what you're doing. Gives because permission. you're, yeah it, yeah, it gives you pleasure. It, it, it's what you're, meant to do you meant yeah. to give god glory and worship him and, and so that that does shift does it is that hard for the athlete yes yeah. do people have to work through that all the time yes do we get that wrong yes mm. all the time um oh. yeah, yeah so we start we've started on the uh, bible references which is always good um <laughs> what, what are your other examples for us of uh, what you refer to in terms of sport in the bible yeah yeah, my so I think my best one in my back pocket is um, the first red card in the Bible. Yeah, where Paul and Barnabas are sent off. Beautiful, <laughs> that's absolutely my beautiful. It's yeah, my favourite. <laughs> it was straight red as well, no booking. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I was about to say I don't think I've seen a red card in my time, but I've I think I've seen one. But um, we yeah. won't talk about that. You're not. Oh. <laughs> you're not so. Gar- <laughs> no, I feel like we need to. <laughs> not, not so Gary Lineker after all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Okay, so this is kind of your process that you've been on and this is presumably something that you support other athletes through as well, that that same process. Do you find that it's broadly repeated or are there kind of commonalities but actually big differences in how people deal with this? Yeah, uh, there's lots of different individual things. I think there is a as, there is quite a common thing of what is the value in sport? So I, I, I predominantly work in track and field athletics. Mm. That's a sport with not much money in. And so even as a world-class athlete, you can be really struggling to make a living. And so as a Christian athlete in that context, there can be a bit of a question of, is it worth it? It, Like, does this have value? Is it costly? I'm traveling around the world, away from family, friends, church. Mm. That's a big deal Mm. for people. Like, does God really want me to do that? Is is there really value in sport and competing at the highest level? Mm. Um, And that, yeah, I think people... People kind of talk through that and walk through that with me quite regularly, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Have you found um, uh, the beauty of pastoral work is everything's nuanced, everybody, background, scenario, history. So do you, I mean, I imagine it's not in your realm to be telling people what to do, but do you get leanings and understandings in different scenarios? Actually, for some people, this is the end of their journey Mm. um, because it's been stirred. Mm. And others, actually, it's just a blip in the thinking and they need encouraging. Yeah, certainly. Um, wow. Yeah. It, it, yeah, people are very different, aren't they? And yeah. so what a, a context where it's right for someone to stop playing sport mm. for some time or at all is actually very different for another person. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's where it's really helpful as well to see, like, sport isn't what defines a person their, right. or their identity. And therefore whilst they might be given a gift and abilities to be involved in the world of sport, stopping playing sport doesn't change who they are. Sure. And, and sport doesn't have any more inherent value than going to be an artist or being mm. a musician. Like, I don't, I've got no reason to argue that. Mm. And therefore, stopping playing sport or, or stopping at some point is not a catastrophe. 
whilst at points it might be hard for people. Yeah. I've got a bit of a groovy question here. It's a bit out there. <laughs> Go it's for a bit it. out there. Some musicians and artists and other talented people uh, beyond us mortals say that uh, sometimes you can enter a bit of a realm. So say, for example, you're uh, playing piano and uh, and if you're a listener and you're not sure of the work of the Holy Spirit, sorry for this next bit, but um, the, then the Holy Spirit may come upon them and they go to a place that they could never have gone before, built on their natural talents. It, does that happen in the sports realm? Has anyone ever reported a case of that to you? You yourself, have you experienced it? You, you just threw something so brilliantly that uh, you, the Holy Spirit was on that. I don't know. Does that happen? Um, I think maybe you could talk about it as your purpose. People sometimes talk about this is what I'm here for. Mm. This is my purpose to do this very thing. And I think when you love sport, you recognise you've been given the gifts and abilities to do it. And you're, you're aware that in that moment you are doing it and giving thanks to God and worshipping him. And you do something really well. I, just, I, think, I think it's just there's just no feeling quite like it. Yeah. So whatever that yeah, is... Yeah, yeah. When you, whatever it is, whether it's hitting a shot in cricket or a really good tackle in rugby or a goal in football, like the the moment where mm. everything feels like it's it was meant to be and you're enjoying life to the max. Yeah. I just, I, I wouldn't know quite how to describe it. Okay. But I think that's I think that's what you're talking about. Yeah, well, so when they score a worldie, some of the footballers are like, uh, yeah, I just got a bit lucky, to be fair. <laughs> I just hit it and it went right in the top corner. Sometimes, you know, as a musician, you might go, oh, I did what I normally do, and then it just turned out better than normal. Anyway, I was basically, I was looking for you to say, yeah, and I felt the dove come and take <laughs> me and carry me, and it was incredible. I broke a world record, but... Uh, Maybe I was aiming too high there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm finding it incredible that we've got this far through a discussion on sports without mentioning uh, your sporting achievements, Andy. Oh, no. What what have I done? What have you done? Oh, 2012. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay, forgive me. Sorry, I, di- yeah, I didn't want to brag, actually, in no. the company. I did run a marathon uh, back in 2012, and um, I did let the church know about it every week. Huh? And... Uh, Often through the middle of the sermon. I mean, this will be a year, a year. Like 2013, I was still doing this. I'd be middle of the sermon, and then I'd go, "What's that clunking sound underneath my shirt?" And I pull out the marathon medal again, and say, "Oh, just a marathon. I run. Don't worry about it." Uh, I have to say, a year is much an understatement because I wasn't in Birmingham in 2013, and I know this story. <laughs> yeah, well, and you know, I felt the Holy Spirit came on me for that moment as well. So oh. interesting, isn't it? Well, the big question is, uh, how many have you done since? Yeah, that's a great question. Isn't it? Aren't questions brilliant? What are we doing next? Yeah, cool. So <laughs> <laughs> big fat zero. <laughs> yeah, but. Not all of us are elite uh, athletes, are we? And, no, no, uh, that's not two of us here. Andy. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's just a statement. Um, but we haven't talked about the purpose of sports kind of in society. Do you have any thoughts on that, Si? Um, it's difficult, isn't it? That sport is often kind of raised up on a platform to which often people don't really like it. Mm. There's a bit of resentment, isn't there, often to yeah. salaries and limelight. We we talk about role models. Are they role models? Look at what they do. Mm. And societally, it's quite difficult because it's obviously culturally pretty popular, some sports, certainly. Yeah. And I think through that, you get a lot of stuff that 
you don't necessarily need or or focus on particularly in sport. I think yeah, there's there's a lot to talk about, isn't there? It's it's huge. And where did it start? And and the baying mob, uh, you know, looking to Caesar. I mean, that was that was the sport and slash entertainment of the day. Yeah, that doesn't seem too healthy. No, that so we don't we don't want to go there. Uh, but ultimately, then there was place for people to be celebrated in their amazing. Sorry to make this sound trivial, but their jumping achievement. Like, there should be an auditorium for them to be celebrated and they've jumped higher than any human has ever before. That's amazing. Mm. Um, so it's a spectrum, but I know what you're saying about football as well. Um, uh, well you, mainly football. It could be cricket in India, I suppose, couldn't it, obviously? Could be. like, But uh, people raise so high and then sponsorship comes and then people talk about salaries. and It's a huge, huge discussion. Society-wise, Lou, I don't know. What are your thoughts, Lou, throwing you... I, throwing I like to ignore you. sport as much as I can, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> I can, yeah, I can see how people would resent that because if it, it's thrown at people a lot, especially football in this country. Uh, football in Germany as well. Yeah, so true. I worked in Germany for a while and I worked in schools and I was just like strong-armed into playing so much football. And yeah. I, don't, I don't like football. Well, oh, what yeah. position did you play? <laughs> you standing on the ball and ending up in hospital because yeah. I sprained my ankle is the position I played. Oh, well, not everyone can do that. That's just skill. No, that. It is. Wow, wow. Is. Not everybody ends up in hospital. Wow. It was. That. It was special. <laughs> um, the the amount of swelling I was able to sustain on my ankle for a significant time period yeah. deserved its own medal. So that was the only option you had left after saying no so many times to yeah. yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just pretend I did that deliberately. Um, Here's a big question. Here's a big question. I'm sorry, Luz does a great job with the script, but I just keep going off piste here. <laughs> How bothered is God, do you think? Because what I really love, and a few of my atheist friends, I have atheist friends, that's important stuff, but uh, they love it when someone prays on one team, you know, before the match, Lord, help me. And they could just be saying, Lord, help me personally, be a good witness to you today, da da da. But typically they also say, Lord, help us to win. And. And on the other team is someone else, sometimes to in a different religion, praying to God. So really, how involved is God in the results of sports? Do you think that he minds that Man City won? And have you got any thoughts on that whatsoever? Yeah, I, uh, let me give the brute facts. Here we go. Christians don't always win. What? Oh my goodness. I know, I know, it is shocking. Christians oh. don't always win, even if they pray for it. Even if they pray? Even if it's they crazy. pray for it. I feel like you've had to say this to a few athletes. <laughs> I feel like this might be a thing. Um, and that just tells us a lot, doesn't it? Because yeah. God is good. He loves to give good things to his people. Mm. And therefore, if Christians don't always win they pr- when they pray for it, the ultimate thing for Christians is not to win. Mm. The, ult- the ultimate, ultimate thing for Christians is not to win. Wow. So is that slightly countercultural to sport then? Is that like a tightrope really? Because uh, you play to win ultimately without being true callous about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I don't think it's a tightrope, no, because no. God wants me as an athlete to give the very best of all I've got, my gotcha. gifts and abilities to give the very best in every moment of every sporting performance. Mm. Now, that is obviously playing to win. Yeah. But by definition, sport is competition where ev- not everyone can win. And mm. so as a Christian, I've got to play to win. I've got to, in every moment, as best as I can, give every opportunity to give the best of my ability and yet not let loss or disappointment define me or change my view of who God is or what he's like. Mm. 
Mm. And how, any ministry, really, with that disappointed athletes, do you have to minister in that realm? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like 50%, well, no, more than 50% of athletes are disappointed on the regular. Like there's right. only there's only one winner in a race. There's only sure. one winner in a Premier League season. There's only one mm. team who wins wins the title. So by definition, elite sport especially is filled with disappointing moments. Wow. And there's few and far between real celebrations. And so it's about yeah what what you perceive to be what sport is, and therefore as you take the field as you race what is the process that you go, how do you enjoy God as you take to the field and, and do that? I think mm. is a... Is get, it's like we're having a session here, isn't it, actually? <laughs> it's, it's almost like, Andy, is there something you need to get off your chest? <laughs> uh, yeah, so, okay, I probably sounded a little bit... Um, bitter about my take on sports earlier that's not <laughs> no <laughs> not it's okay I'm I forgive you, I forgive you. <laughs> thank you <laughs> but um we did get into this because the commonwealth games are happening and mm. you know it's gonna be here so let's just embrace it <laughs> um <laughs> even that sentence even that sentence oh, i suppose we'll get on board with it, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so here's a fun question if you could add one sport to the commonwealth games what would it be Andy? Uh, uh, zip lining. Zip lining. Ain't no doubt about it. Yeah, I think that would be brilliant. Somehow, because people think, oh, I'll just do a zip line and I'll just go for the ride. But wouldn't it be amazing, a bit like Formula One, where the marginal gains are so small, how you have your hair, did you shave your arms, that like milliseconds, after kind of like 10 minutes of zip lining, the race is still only won by a million seconds. And if you could line them all up, like Welsh mountains down to the thing, and then you had like a photo finish on a zip line. We know that'd be good. And also, yeah, you, I, I just think that would be brilliant and really ableist as well. You know, if you've got no legs, you can still take part in that one. I see, I, I no see what you mean. The opposite of ableist. Yeah, the opposite. <laughs> really accessible. Accessible. Mm, Excellent. There you are. I want to see some of the uh, engineering behind your 10-minute zip line. Yeah, well, I've got a PowerPoint ready, actually, but uh, we'll put that in the show notes if it exists. Do yeah. look, though. <laughs> we'll uh, dig that <laughs> out. You know that would be good. You'd watch that. You'd zzz, 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 people's Where? faces. <laughs> Where in Birmingham are you placing these zip lines? Oh, for the Commonwealth Games. It's yeah. Lick- Licky Hills, eh? Okay. Tis yeah. are, yeah. On the Licky Hills, finishing in, where would they finish? We want to go into town, I so yeah, it. at the university swimming pool. I'll go straight into yeah. the pool, yes. In they go. I love that vibe. Oh, that's just been enhanced even further. Yeah, come on now. Would you compete? Uh, they might, yes, I would. Yeah, of course I would. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I get it past the regionals. One of my favourite things about sport, by the way, and um, often I talk this about my friends, is um, how you can describe yourself. So if like someone's really good, they're an elite athlete or they're world class. And then as footballer in the Premier League, they might be like, um, you know, um, national class, really good. I often refer to myself in the sports I play as, as regional. Uh, he's not even regional on some of them. So he's a local tennis player. Mm. What level is he? He's local. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember at school when some people went off out of class early because they went to go and play for county, county football teams or county this. I've never even made it to county. I'm just so local. I'm like postcode worthy. Maybe just the house, the garden. So anyway, that's one of my favourite things. Excellent. Outside of a city, you might call it village. Village. Okay, village. yeah. That's I mean, that's a new... Cricket, uh, village cricket, village tennis. Yes, yes, that's right. 
Thanks for that. That's given me a real kind of <laughs> place for my prowess <laughs> village. That's good. I've come away with that. <laughs> what would you add? What would I add? I think this is not this is not well thought through. <laughs> oh, mine was really, really, <laughs> really, really, really You're on safe ground. You spent weeks. <laughs> You're um, okay. <laughs> it would be something along the lines of hitting something as far as you can. Oh yeah, love so, it. So like. In golf, one yeah. of my favourite things is where someone just drives it really far. I don't know what okay. it is about it, but it just amazes. So some kind of sport where everyone maybe has the same size ball and you can choose from different implements to hit it and you've just got to hit it as oh, far as really you possibly good. can. Loads of people step up, all hit at the same time. That's so good. Furthest, furthest shot wins. Fantastic. That's really strong. Do you get bonus points if you miss it and it goes behind you? No. <laughs> I'm excluded. No. This is... no, but you do you only run to first base then if that happens. Everyone yeah. knows that. <laughs> Always. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here's a here's a big question. It's hilarious when I used to play around as his kicks I'm left handed. So you'd see like all the yes. fielders move across the field. Like, Why are you bothering? <laughs> yes. And is there any greater compliment in key stage four when you step up to the plate and the fielders all step back in rounders? Yeah. That is the biggest compliment your peers can pay you. I've never experienced it. No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> my contribution is uh, hotel hurdles. Okay. And my my inspiration for this was um, I was at my friend's wedding um, recently, and we went. We we're staying in this like medieval barn in the attic. We went up to our bedroom. You had to walk through the bathroom, which is an interesting experience to start with. Discovered that the bathroom didn't have doors, only curtains. So we were going to feel very close to the friend we were sharing with. And um, got out the other side of the bathroom to where our bedroom was and discovered that you had to do uh, a step over a beam. And then you had to do an under as well. There was another beam that was low enough to even hit my head and go into the bedroom. I discovered all of this whilst wearing four-inch heels and carrying a bag. And um, Oh, wow, we're getting a picture. We're getting a picture. Look at this. (laughs) Okay. It's gone down. In the show notes. In the show notes. We'll put this, yeah, we'll put a link to this. We'll put it on Instagram. Well done, Um, though. And you felt after that, that was quite a sporting achievement. I, I really felt like that was a sporting this achievement. This should be in the like, Commonwealth Games. Overs and unders <laughs> with heels on carrying a bag. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Yes. I, I want to just back you up. That is a great sporting achievement and well done you. Thank you. Crystal won. Crystal um, won. But he, he, with heels and bag? Or? Yeah, I was going to say, who looked better in the heels though? Yeah, oh no, I think I won that one. <laughs> yeah, okay, all right, all right. So that's good. We should pitch these to, um, who do we pitch them to? The Commonwealth Board? Is it the Queen? Queen. Yeah. She ain't got much to do, has she? Yeah, she'll see us. She'll see you now. I I feel like she'd be into it. With your crazy ideas. So long as Paddington can play, I think she'd be into it. She'd be into yours the most, I think. That would be, she'll go, tell me about it. I bet she'll do that. Tell me about it, Louise. And she'll have her own story. Relatable. (laughs) So relatable. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Finally then, what is your wisdom for us going into the Commonwealth Games as people who will be in close proximity to it and as spectators. Well, what's my wisdom? Um, I think enjoy it, like keep an eye out and and look at what's going on in the city, welcome people. There'll be people coming from all all over the world. There'll Mm. be people rocking up on your doorstep, which is quite exciting as um, people to talk to and engage with. have a look at what's going on. I'm sure plenty of people will be having tickets and getting to events and kind of 
in the same way as you'd go to an art gallery and go, oh, wow, God's amazing. Look at this art. Do the same as you watch sport and go, wow, God's amazing. The things that he's given for for mm. people to enjoy, yeah. that is quite amazing. Um, yeah, I think they're two big things. Amazing. Do you have anything to add, Andy? No, no. what would I add to that? I do have um, a quick-fire question round, though. Oh, okay. Oh, that I've just invented. I mean, Lou's eyes went really wide that I've just invented. <laughs> and here's a jingle for it. Quick-fire quick question round. round. Okay, there you are. So okay. you can use that in high production. You ready, Si? Yes. All right, here we go. Ready? Ready. Art or sport? Sport. Okay. Darts, sport or not? Not. If you can wear a jumper, it's not a sport. Oh, crap. <laughs> It's just what my dad used to teach me. Oh, dad. (laughs) Okay, are you any good at losing? Yes. Lots of practice (laughs) or not so much? (laughs) Don't tell me I'm wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell me I'm wrong because that is a form of losing. Um, I'm going to list some sports. You've got to tell me whether you played them internationally, nationally, regionally or village. 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 Yeah, thanks. Uh, I'll be village. Welcome to me. All right, cricket. Um... What, sorry, what were the... Internationally, nationally, uh, or regionally, or village? Village. Next with Garden City. Oh, nice. Uh, football? Uh, village. Okay, okay, all right. <laughs> Duathlon, duathlons? Uh, international. No, that's amazing. Okay, have you ever been picked last? Um, yes, it's a slightly painful story, actually. Oh, but, go but on. I'm going to oh. indulge you. Yes. Um, so... When I was about 16 years old, my sport of choice was rugby. I played front row. Yeah. So I was a big guy. I weighed yeah. 16 stone at yeah, that age. I um, Athletics was not always my forte. Um, I was quite quick off the mark, but not much of a distance runner. And when it came to athletics, shot put was me. That right, was it. Yeah, yeah. Like we'd, I'd go to district and county shop put and do nothing else when it came to athletics. Oh, village. The rest of it was village. Village. District yeah, village. for the throwing. <laughs> but um, come sports day, when it com- comes to the four by four hundred relay or the the long distance yeah, teams, yeah. that was the times where I got picked last. I oh. was there. I'd, I'd be first up in the shot put and I'd be left behind. Oh. So that was me. <laughs> I never thought we'd have school experiences, sports day experiences in common. Mm. It's, uh, this is yeah. a beautiful moment. All right, next yeah. question. Crown Green Bowling. Um, not a sport. Have, Come on now. It's not, not a sport. sport. Jumper. Jumper. You knew and that. I have never Crown Green bowled. Have you not? No, I'm saving it for later life. Absolutely, yes. And um, very quickly, who's your inspiration sporting-wise? Oh, my inspiration sporting-wise. Yeah, aside I, from me and my marathon. Um Okay, I'll just give you the first quick fire answer. Steven Gerrard. Oh. Um, to see one individual turn so many football matches, watch him in his peak, I just, I'm inspired as I watch him. All right. And theologically, will there be sport in heaven? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Thanks, thank, thank you for adding a segment. Thank yeah, you for sorry playing about along. I just threw that in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and thank you to the listeners for joining us. And yeah, I hope that everyone's a bit inspired to celebrate some people's achievements over the summer and appreciate <laughs> what's happened. I am. I don't yeah. even like sport, but at least I now th- can think about it as celebrating yes. people and what they can do and what God does with them. So 
No, that's Fantastic. a really that's actually been a really good bit of time there. Moving Louise from what the heck? <laughs> if what? People, nobody else gets anything people, out of it. People getting paid over. to run around in circles to actually God has blessed these people in support of worship. That's good. That that's good. well, we've all journeyed. Yeah, and I'll be I'll be going back home to run around my field <laughs> and question what am I doing running around this field? <laughs> Is this it? Is this my life? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for joining us. Thank it's you for taking pleasure, a break no, from your field for a while. Thanks for joining us. If you want to find out more about Christians in Sport, you can look them up in all the usual places and I'll put some precise details in the show notes. We'd also love it if you followed Thought on Instagram at Now There's a Thought, which looks exactly like Now Teresa Thought, but that's just a happy coincidence. However, if your name is Teresa and you'd like to share your thoughts on the podcast and help us to live up to our Instagram handle, please get in touch. You can message us on Instagram at Now There's a Thought or email nowthereisathought at gmail.com. And those contact details also work if your name isn't Teresa. We'd love to hear from you too. Finally, do subscribe to this podcast channel for future trips to the Thought Bar and rate and review this podcast. It really helps us. Tell your friends if you enjoy the podcast, but not if you don't. That's no help. <laughs>